Good evening, dear listeners. I'm so glad that you could join me. This is your ever-excellent host, Michael speaking, and today I continue on our journey of reading the world's longest fanfiction. I'm slightly confused on how this man can write so much about so little, but how about we check in on what's poppin' in Royal Woods, Michigan? Chapter 5, The Butterfly Effect The scene opens up on an exterior shot of the Loud House on a sunny day. Lincoln leaps out of his room to perform for the viewer. Lincoln. Watch in awe as the amazing Lincoln displays his unbelievable yo-yo skills. I shall now walk the dog. Charles enters the scene, carrying a leash in his mouth. Lincoln. Not you, Charles. I meant the yo-yo. Charles whimpers, and he walks out of the scene. Lincoln does his walk the dog trick. Lincoln. I shall now go around the world. Charles enters the scene, carrying a suitcase. Lincoln. Sorry, still talking about the yo-yo. Charles whimpers and he walks out of the scene. Lincoln attempts to do the around-the-world trick, but the yo-yo flies off his finger, rickets around the hallway, and flies into Lisa and Lily's room, causing a crash. Lincoln, nervous. The amazing Lincoln will now take a brief intermission. Lincoln and Charles look into the room, and they see that the bottles on Lisa's desk have been broken, with their contents spilled. Laney. Lisa, whatever experiment you're doing, do you think you can keep it down a- Laney sees the mess in Lisa's room and gasps. Lincoln, what have you done? Lincoln. Uh, I was doing a yo-yo trick, and then it smacked right into Lily and Lisa's room. It was an accident, I swear. Laney. Well, accident or not, you need to tell Lisa what happened. Lincoln. Are you kidding me? You know what she'll do if she ever finds out? Laney. I'm sure it won't be that bad flashes into Lincoln's imagination, where Lisa observes the damage in a dark, stylized environment. Lisa, turning red with anger, her teeth sharpened. You've completely destroyed my life's work. I despise you, and you no longer exist to me. A wall of fire burns in the background behind her, along with a satanic cultist choir as the scene flashes back to Lincoln. Lincoln. No, she mustn't know about this. Charles. Whimpers. Lincoln. Oh, come on, Charles. When did you get a conscience? I've seen you poop on the couch. Laney. But Lincoln, you can't just walk away from something you've done. Not telling the truth can have dangerous consequences. Lincoln. You worry too much, Lanes. Besides, if I just walk away, what's the worst that can happen? Charles glances at the viewers. Lincoln takes the yo-yo from the damage. Lincoln. I'll just remove the evidence, and they'll be none the wiser. Lincoln, Laney, and Charles walk out of the room. A drop of one chemical falls into a puddle of another chemical, causing an explosion that raises the roof. I was walking to the Loud House when I saw the explosion. Me. Whoa! I rush into the Loud House, worried. Just wanted to say here, I did not miss JD at all. Transitions to Lisa, who's examining the damage on her desk. Laney, is everything alright? Lisa, I'm not quite sure. I don't understand what went wrong. Laney, I wouldn't know. Me. I saw the explosion, and I knew something happened. Laney. Yeah. Lisa. Science is a fickle mistress. Lori is looking over a hole in the wall caused by the explosion, which leads to the closet in hers and Lenny's room. Lenny pokes her head through the hole. Lenny. Hi, Lori. Have we always had a window in our closet? Lori. Ugh, it's not a window. Lisa's experiment blew a hole in the wall. Notices a picture frame peeking out from the other side. What's this? Lori sees that the frame contains a signed photo of Bobby. Lori, to my bodacious babe, 
Lenny, why is this picture of Bobby hidden on your side of the closet? Lenny, oh, there it is. That was a surprise present from Bobby for your 88th day anniversary. He asked me to hide it for him, but I forgot where you put it. Lori, that anniversary was eight days ago and Bobby gave me socks. I can't believe this. You're literally seeing Bobby behind my back. You are no longer my sister. Lincoln walks into the room. Everything okay after that unexpected and totally random explosion that I know nothing about? Lori shouts in anger, marches out of the room, and slams the door. A coat rack in the closet falls onto Lenny, knocking her out. A shelf also tips over, causing several pairs of shoes to fall on her. Me. Ooh, let's gurn her onto Lisa's bed. Lenny opens her eyes as she regains consciousness on Lisa's bed. Me, Lincoln, Lenny, and Lisa are looking down on her. Lenny, what happened? Lincoln, a shelf fell on your head. Lenny, you got hit in the head with a lot of shoes. Me, are you alright, Lenny? Lenny, of course. Everyone knows that an object falling at a velocity of 9.8 meters per second square will result in a temporary loss of consciousness. Lenny, why is Lenny talking like Lisa? Lisa, I knew that. The question is, how did you? Lincoln, hey, I saw this in a movie once. I bet getting hit in the, on the head altered Lenny's brain and made her smart. Me, I've seen this before, too. Lisa, Lincoln, you seem unable to distinguish between scientific fact and preposterous, preposterous Hollywood schlock. Lenny, I don't get it. Lisa, see? Same old Lenny. Can't even understand simple English. Lenny walks over Lisa's chalkboard, which contains a complex equation. No, I don't get why you multiplied your z polynomials before solving your non-negative integer exponents. Sorry, I'm just thinking about that. Non-negative. Oh god, my brain's gonna fry. Listeners of a podcast get an in-depth view. Wow audio experience of me trying to do math. Speaking of which, I had multiple people point out that I did my math wrong. It's not 48 hours, it's like 480 hours, so I'm just going to point that out real quick. Um, yeah, a non-negative integer. I don't know. I don't care. Y'all can figure that out. Lisa looks over at her equation and gasps loudly as it dawns on her that Lenny is right. Lenny, now if you'll excuse me, I'm off to disprove Newtonian physics. Bye bye Lisa collapses to the floor, crestfallen. My world no longer makes sense. Me, Lisa, it's not the end of the world for you. You're a great scientist, and no matter what, you will always be a great scientist. Lisa, thank you, JD. Charles looks up and growls at Lincoln. Lincoln, don't you have a couch to poop on? Cuts to Lincoln, finishing cleaning up the couch. Lincoln, Charles, that was a rhetorical question. Lynn enters the house, screams loudly, and pounds her fist against the wall. She hyperventilates as Lincoln walks up to her. Me, Lynn, what's the matter? Lincoln, what are you so upset about? Lynn, I just got kicked off all of my sports teams because I'm failing school. Me, what happened? Lincoln, how could you fail? Doesn't Lisa tutor you? Lynn, she used to until she dropped out and got a job at a gas station attendant at Flip's Food and Fuel. Laney and Lincoln, she what? Me, why would she drop out like that? Lynn, ugh, without sports, my life is meaningless. Takes her soccer ball hard. Lola walks down the stairs. I present to you your new Miss Cute and... The ball hits her in the face. Oh, my nose! Lainey, Lola, walks up to her. Are you okay? Lola looks into a mirror and sees that her nose is severely swollen. Lola gasps. How can I be okay? I am a hideous monster! 
Lincoln, it's not that bad, Lola. Lola, my pageant career is over. Lola runs up the stairs. She trips and falls on her face when she reaches the top. Me. Ooh, that must have hurt bad. Lola. Oh, my teeth! Cries. Laney turns to Lincoln. I told you there would be consequences for your actions. See how much trouble you've caused. Charles looks up at Lincoln and he shakes his head in disapproval. Lincoln. Fine, I'll fix it. Me. What did Lincoln do? Lincoln. I'll explain on the way. I fly, and Lincoln and Laney ride their bikes over to Flip's Food and Fuel, and we see Lisa wearing a gas station attendant's uniform. Lincoln. Lisa, why are you doing this? Lisa. Flip's the only guy who will hire four-year-olds with no experience. Lincoln. No, I mean, why are you doing any of this? Come home, Lynn needs you. Lisa. Why don't you get Miss Smarty Pants to help her? Laney drives up in a purple convertible. Speak of the devil, regular or unleaded. Lenny brandishes a certificate. Oh, I don't need gas. I just won the Nobel Prize for inventing a car that runs on apple juice. Laney, wow, that's impressive. Lisa, of course you did. Me, that is amazing. Lenny hands Lisa a juice box. Fill her up, please. Lisa opens up the fuel tank and squirts the box's contents into it. Lincoln, and then we'll all get in Lenny's juice mobile and go home and forget this nonsense. Lenny, can't, I'm off to Harvard. Au revoir, adios, auf Wiedersehen, and aloha. Lisa, ah ha ha, aloha means hello. Lenny, it also means goodbye, speeds off. Lisa, dang it, I used to know that. Flip, the owner of the station, opens a window and calls out to Lisa. Flip, hey, chatty Kathy, back to work. Me, no, Flip, you cheapskate. She's coming home with us, and we're going to get everything on track again. She belongs to me. She will work until I tell her to stop for my money. Me, we'll see about that. As of right now, Lisa's quitting. The station's payphone rings. Lincoln answers it, and he hears barking on the other end. Lincoln, hello, Charles? She's what? All right, I'm on my way. Laney, who was that? Lincoln, that was Charles. Lola's trying to move out. Laney, what? Me, what? Laney, how can a dog use a phone? Me, Lincoln, and Laney run back to the loud house. Lincoln enters Lola's room, holding an ice pack. Lincoln, look who it is, Miss Soon to Heal. Lola, who's trying to stuff a bunch of clothes into a suitcase, turns to Lincoln. She still has her swollen nose, and all but one of her teeth are gone. Lola, what do you want? Lincoln, ah! Me, jumping knife blades. Lincoln, I mean, you're looking better. Lola, with a lisp. Oh, nice try, Lincoln, but I am out of here. Laney, Lola, you're making a big mistake. Lola, the only mistake I'll ever make is staying here where I'm constantly reminded of my former self. Looks sadly at old photos of herself. My beautiful, beautiful self. Lincoln, but, but... Lola struggles to pull her stuffed suitcase, and the handle breaks off, causing her to fall on her face and black both of her eyes. Lola, I'll fend for this, grabs the ice pack, puts it over her eyes, and walks out into the hallway. Lincoln, Lola, wait! Lincoln tries to run for her, but he bumps into a plastic bubble containing Lana. Laney, do I have to ask? Lana, careful guys, you could get seriously injured. Me, Lana, what are you doing in a plastic bubble? Lincoln, yeah, Lana, what are you doing in there? Lana, I saw what happened to Lola. Life is a fragile thing. I don't want to take any risks. Laney, but I thought you liked taking risks. 
Lana, not anymore. From now on, I'll stay in here where it's safe. You know what I'm talking about, huh? Geo? Geo rolls by in his hamster ball. Lincoln, Lana, you can't be serious. Lana rolls past him. Lana? We suddenly hear Luna singing. Luna, singing. Things have gotten drastic. Now my sister lives in plastic. Where did it all go wrong? Lincoln, Luna? Luna shows Lincoln a laptop. Check it out, bro. I uploaded a song I wrote about our family going down the highway to Hello, I just got 50 more hits. Me. That's rockin', dudette. The ceiling breaks open, and Mick Swagger descends, holding a rope ladder from a helicopter. Luna gasps. Mick Swagger? Me. Mick Swagger. Awesome. Mick. Your singing is amazing, love. You gotta join my tour. Holds Luna's hand, and Lainey hugs Luna tight. Lainey, please don't go. This family is falling apart. Luna, sorry, sis. Luna's in. The rope goes up through the hole in the ceiling, carrying both away. Lainey, no! Luna, from the helicopter. Sorry, dude! The helicopter flies away. Me, this is awful. This is getting out of hand really fast. Lainey, every one of my sisters are going away. Tears begin to flow. Lincoln, Lainey, are you... Laney looks at Lincoln angrily. Laney, this is all your fault, runs off. Lincoln, Laney, wait! Oh no! Lincoln and me go into his room and he decides to contact Clyde with his walkie-talkie. Lincoln, Clyde, this is Lincoln. Come in, I've got a code blue. The screen splits in half to show Clyde's location. Clyde, code blue, you did something wrong and lied about it and now everything is all messed up? Lincoln, affirmative, can you come over? Clyde, negative, I've got a code green. Lincoln, you showed up to school in your underwear? Clyde, no, that's code orange. Hang on. Clyde's is re revealed to be skydiving with Lori, and he takes a picture of them with his camera phone. Lincoln gets the picture via text message on his phone, and he jumps in surprise. Lincoln, sweet mother of, what are you doing with Lori? Clyde, I've been trying to tell you, a code green. Lori broke up with Bobby, and I'm the rebound guy. Lori, Happy eight-minute anniversary, Snooky Boo Boo Sugar Bear! Clyde leans in for a kiss, but Lori deploys her parachute, causing Clyde to kiss a flying bird instead. Lincoln gags and throws away the walkie-talkie. What is happening to my family? Me. It's being destroyed, that's what. Link Luann shows up, solemn and depressed, and knocks on Lincoln's door. Luann. Knock, knock. Lincoln. Who's there? Luann. This is not a joke, Lincoln. Do you know what's going on in the world? Here, take Mr. Coconuts. He just reminds me of all the trees being cut down in the rainforest. Lincoln. Wait, Luann, what brought this on? Luann. Well, ever since Luna left, I've had no one to try my jokes out on, so I've been watching a lot of cable news, and what I've seen is horrific, so I've decided to become an activist. Me. Luann, that's crazy. Lincoln. Don't be ridiculous, you're a comedian! Takes out a pie and throws it into his face. See? Funny, right? A horde of wild animals stampedes past Lincoln. Lincoln, what the heck was that? Luann, they're just Lana's pets. I liberated them. And now I'm off to heal this ticking time bomb we call Earth. Lincoln, wait Luann, you can't be serious. A monkey appears, spooking Lincoln, and it takes Mr. Coconuts. The monkey and Big Snake are in the living room. Lincoln chases Izzy, who hides under the couch. Lincoln, get back here, Izzy. The snake hisses at him and hides beneath the couch. Lincoln, 
Izzy, come to Uncle Lincoln. Me and Uncle JD. News reporter on the TV. And now for tonight's top stories. Former rising star Luna Loud was kicked off the Mick Swagger tour for destroying a hotel room. The news cut to footage of Luna screaming amidst the wreckage of her hotel room. Luna, in a British accent, All I wanted was a bleeding pillow mint! Lincoln, Luna? Me. That's like what would happen with the band The Who. Lincoln, what happened, JD? Me. In 1967, The Who trashed their whole Holiday Inn hotel room and were banned for life from it. Lincoln, that's very similar. Reporter, in a related story, former comedian turned activist Luann Loud has chained herself to a giant redwood tree. The news cuts to footage of Luann chained to a giant redwood tree while onlookers record her with their mobile devices. Luann, chanting, Hey, hey, ho, ho, keep your hands off, let it grow! Me, that is suicide. Lincoln, Luann? Izzy, the snake, and the monkey join him in viewing. Reporter, I'm being told we have breaking news. Lincoln, please don't be one of my sisters. The news cuts to a reporter on the scene at Flip's Food and Fuel, with Lisa drinking a flippy ice drink right next to her. Reporter, Tucker, I'm here at Flip's Food and Fuel, where two unknown bandits have just made off with a carload of beef jerky and a cotton candy machine. Lisa, they're not unknown, they're just my sisters. Sips, their betrayal hurts more than this brain freeze. Reporter, I'm getting word that the bandits are currently leading police on a slow speed chase. Cuts to an army of police cars chasing Lola's kitty's car through the desert. Lola, her face now covered in bandages, is driving while Lynn is in the passenger seat eating cotton candy. Lynn and the animals look Lincoln and the animals look on in shock. Izzy, Lincoln, and the monkey take on the familiar wise monkey poses. Familiar wise? I'm, no, I'm going to search this up. I'm not con- What? Wise monkey pose? Oh. Well, I don't think that's- Does that count as the wise monkey? It's like the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil? I guess so. Anyways, Lincoln, where did it all go wrong? Me, that's like the 1991 movie, Thelma and Louise. Lincoln, what's that about? Me, it's about these two best friends and they go on a cross-country crime spree. They did horrible crimes and then in the end the police cornered them and they knew that they were going to go to prison for the rest of their lives and in one last act of desperation, they drove off the edge of the Grand Canyon and killed themselves. That's the- you go off the cliff in the red convertible. I think that's what that's from. Lincoln, shocked. What? Reporter, one has to wonder, where did it all go wrong for these girls? And why is a four-year-old working at a gas station? Flip takes hold of the camera. Flip, interview over. Wait, don't forget to come down to Flip's Food and Fuel, home of the Flippy. Now the interview's over. Puts his hand over the camera. Me, what a cheapskate and a selfish skin flint. That's why I'm going to report him to the Michigan Better Business Bureau. Lincoln turns off the TV. Lucy suddenly appears next to us. Lucy, I was watching that. Lincoln screams and jumps in terror. Lucy, at least you're still normal. Lucy looks towards Lincoln and smiles wide to reveal a pair of vampiric fangs as she hisses. Lincoln, ah, not normal. Me, vampire. Lucy, I was bitten by Lama's liberated vampire bat. Greatest day ever, turns into a bat and flies away. Me. Lucy's dream is to become a vampire? We then see Lainey by the couch. 
Lincoln, Laney, thank goodness you're okay. Laney began to float up in the air. Not okay. Me, whoa. Lincoln, what happened? Laney, well, I ran into Lisa's room to see if Lily's okay. Then I slipped on some of Lisa's chemicals, and the next thing I knew, I got superpowers. Me, that is awesome. Lincoln, yeah, what kind of superpowers? Laney, mostly flight, lifts up the couch. Me, awestruck, whoa. Laney, and super strength. Me, incredible. Lincoln, how is this possible? You're asking me, Laney, you're asking me? After your little accident made all of this possible? Me. Laney, you better stay with us so we can help you. I would be more than happy to train you. Laney, I like that, JD. I'll stay here. Lincoln, thank you, Laney, and I'm so sorry. Laney, I know, Lincoln. They hug. Lincoln, nine sisters lost, but there's still one I can save. Me. Let's go. Now, if I'm recalling the official Loud House theme song correctly, it is one boy, ten girls. Wouldn't trade it for the world. So... Here he references that he only has ten sisters, which means either that one of them is dead or he just forgot one of them in his own work. Honestly, though, that's mood. Dude, I've done that so many times. I don't know why I'm shitting on JD. Like, man's has dedication. I have not finished a single fanfiction. Me, Lincoln, and Laney enter Lisa and Lily's room, and he looks into Lily's crib. He finds that she is not in it. Lincoln, Lily? Me, where is she? The roof is lifted up from outside by Lily, who has grown to gargantuan size. She looks down at Lincoln and she giggles. Lincoln, Lily! Me, holy sausage links, she's huge! Lincoln sees a trail of Lisa's chemicals leading from her desk to the crib. Lincoln, oh no, Lisa's chemicals, what have I done? Lily, mmm, yum yum. Lily reaches down for Lincoln as he tries to run away. He gets caught and Lily opens her mouth. Lincoln, don't eat me, Lily. Lincoln screams as Lily lifts him toward her mouth. His open mouth fills the camera, turning the screen black. But when she's about to eat him, she stopped giving a yip of pain. She then dropped Lincoln and suddenly started shrinking down. Lincoln landed on Lisa's bed, relieved but confused of what just happened. He just laid there for a moment, collecting himself, when Lisa, still wearing her gas station attendant's uniform, entered carrying Lily, who was back to her normal size. Lincoln sits up seeing them. Lincoln, Lisa, you're back! Lisa put Lily back in her crib. She then gave Lily a band-aid on her left heel and a lollipop, which made her happy. She then showed a makeshift syringe gun. Me, what made you come back? Lisa, I heard the ruckus all the way from Flips and ran over to see what was happening. When I saw that Lily gained the size of a titan, I figured out it was because of my chemicals and quickly ripped, whipped together an antidote with whatever I could find in the garage. Laney, you arrived just in the nick of time, Lisa. Lincoln then ran up and hugged her. Lincoln, I could not be more grateful. Lisa, I know. I can't believe I forgot how great I am at science. I should not have let Lenny suddenly getting smart get to me. Just because she pointed out one mistake I made in a formula doesn't mean she became smarter than me. I mean, I could make an apple juice car if I wanted. Lincoln, so you're back to being your old self? Lisa nodded. It's what I really enjoyed. Working for Flip was miserable. Me. I know that it is a cheapskate, and he only cares about himself. Lincoln. Also, you really don't need a job at your age. Laney. Yeah. Lisa. That too. Of course, I'm keeping the uniform. It's surprisingly resistant to corrosive substances, and that could be useful. Later. Me, Laney, Lisa, and Lincoln were cleaning up the chemical spill around and on her desk. Lincoln. 
Done. Not sure what we will do about the roof being ripped off. Lisa, I think we can hire someone to fix it. Sigh. If only my experiment didn't explode for some unknown reason. Lincoln felt guilty, and he saw Charles in the doorway shaking his head. Me. Lincoln, I think you better come clean. Lincoln. Yeah. Sigh. Lisa, I gotta come clean. I was the cause. Lisa, shocked. What? Lincoln. I was playing with my yo-yo, and it got out of control, and it wrecked your experiment, and I'm really, really sorry. Lisa. Well, you should have told me in the first place. Lincoln, I know. I didn't think it would cause so many chain events to tear our family apart. Lisa, I would not even have been mad at you, to be honest. I would have even hugged you in joy. Lincoln, confused. Huh? Me, confused. What? Lisa, you would have proved my hypothesis. Your recklessness would be the one variable my rigid, controlled experiment sorely needed. Lincoln, shocked. Seriously? That means I had nothing to worry about if I told the truth in the first, pl first place. I could have avoided having my family split apart. Lincoln was overtaken by guilt and fell to his knees with tears coming out of his eyes. Lisa went up to him and wiped the tears. Me. Lincoln, it's not your fault. Laney comforted him. Lisa. It's okay, Lincoln. No one would have guessed that all this would happen. Sometimes our actions have unforeseen consequences no one can predict. All we can do is learn from them and move on. Lincoln. Crying. But, but how can I live with the guilt that our sisters are? Then Lana rolled in screaming as her bubble smashed into a wall in the room. She then threw up in her ball. Lana. Aw, oh, man. Hey, can you guys get me out of this stupid ball? Me, Lincoln, and Lisa then helped open the plastic bubble, and Lana jumped out, wiping puke off her overalls. Me. Lana, are you alright? Boy, you're a mess. Lincoln. I'm guessing the bubble didn't work out the way you planned. Lana. Nope. When I wasn't rolling uncontrollably and getting nauseous, it was actually boring in there. I guess I missed the risk in my life. I mean, it doesn't matter to me if I do end up like Lola. An ugly mug won't stop me from doing what I enjoy. Speaking of which, I should round up my animals and then get to fixing the roof. Lana runs out to her room. Lisa. Well, I guess we did find someone to do that. Lenny. We sure did. Then we hear the front door opening and hear Lenny's voice. Lenny. Hello? Anyone still here? Me, Lincoln, Lainey, Lana, and Lisa run downstairs to see Lenny with her suitcase. She smiled, seeing them. Lincoln, Lenny, you're back, but what about Harvard? Lenny, funniest thing, I got hit on the head again by a falling tree branch and suddenly I wasn't smart anymore. Like it just disappeared. Lisa, annoyed, that makes even less sense. Lenny, I know, right? Luckily, I'm not back to being a total idiot. I'm at least pretty average intelligence. Also, being a genius was pretty boring. I'd rather stick with fashion. She then kneels down to Lisa. Lenny, but I wanted to say I'm sorry, Lisa. I didn't mean to mock you for possibly being smarter than you. I guess it was just because I realized how you used to mock me for being an idiot and wanted to get you back. It was not right to mock my own sister for no reason. Lisa, it's okay, Lenny. I was wrong to mock you, too, for being an ignoramus. Lenny smiled and hugged Lisa, who hugged back. Lenny, aw, you're so sweet. She then lets Lisa go and gets up. Lincoln, good for the both of you. Lenny, thanks, Linky. Me, welcome back, Lenny. Lenny, thank you, J.D. Luckily, it wasn't a total loss, because I was able to sell the rights to my Apple Juice car for lots of money. Lenny, wow. Me, Way to go, Lenny. Lincoln, how much? Then Lynn and Lola walked in the door. Lola still had her face heavily bandaged. Lynn, enough to pay our bail, for starters. 
Lincoln was happy to see Lynn and Lola back that he hugged them, but he, when he let go, he realized something. Lincoln, wait, didn't you guys just steal snacks? That doesn't seem like an arrestable offense. Lynn, well, it's also because we res resisted arrest and assaulted some of the officers with baseball bats. I mean, we had nothing to lose at that point. JD says, A cab. Thanks, bro. Lincoln, you still had us. Lynn, yeah, we forgot that at the time. We were just running from our issues when we should have stuck with our supportive family. Anyway, we are free now, and Lenny even has enough money left over to get Lola surgery to fix her face to the way it was. I'm sorry for interrupting again, but I on God thought that it was going to be transition surgery. I, I have it on the mind, I guess. Me. Let me fix that for you, Lola. I fired a blast of water from my hand and enveloped Lola in a ball of water and fully heard her. Lola, what happened? I formed a mirror of water and Lola was shocked. Lola, I'm beautiful again. Lola hugged me with joy. Lola, thank you, JD. Me, no problem, Lola. Glad to have you both back. Lincoln, that was awesome. JD, I didn't know you have water powers. Me, it's one of my many powers. Lisa, Lynn, I would like to say I'm sorry for abandoning you in your time of need. I can go right back to tutoring you and hopefully get you back on your sporting teams. Lynn, smiles hearing this, and hugged Lisa tightly. Lynn, you will? Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lisa. Lisa, in pain. You're crushing my epidermis. Me. Lynn, I'll talk this over with the police and get you a clean slate. Then they see Vanzilla pull in, and out came Lori, Luna, and Luann. Lincoln and the others were really happy to see them. Lincoln, guys, you're back too. Me, Lori, Luann, Luna, thank goodness. Laney, big sisters. All three walked up and Lincoln and Laney hugged them tightly. Lincoln, so Lori, are you still with Clyde? Lori, heavens no, I was literally only dating him to make Bobby jealous. Totally worked. I did let Clyde down gently, and at least now he doesn't faint or do the robot thing to me anymore. The nosebleeds, however, are still an issue. Also, I'm sorry for getting mad with you, Lenny. It was Bobby. I should have been upset with him since he didn't remind you to give me my gift. Lenny smiled and nodded. Me. Glad you're back, Lori. Lori. Thank you, J.D. Lincoln. Hey, Luna. Sorry it didn't work out with Swagger. Luna, looking down. Yeah, it was my fault for forgetting you're not supposed to wreck the hotel room until after you're a big star and you're able to pay for the damage. The irony is the pillow mint I raged over just fell off the pillow before I saw it. We laughed a bit. Me. <laughs> Oops. Luann. Man, I missed hearing you guys laugh. Me. I missed hearing your laugh too, Luann. Luann. Thank you, JD. Lincoln. What happened to being an activist, Luann? Luann. Oh, I don't know what I was doing. I knew nothing on how to fix the world's suffering. Also, that redwood tree I chained myself to wasn't even being threatened. It was actually in a tree preserve, and I was made a laughing stock, not in the good way I was used to. I think I'll go back to be intentionally making people laugh because it's more enjoyable and leaves the world's problems to people who know what they're doing. Me. Good for you, Luann. Lincoln. You will need this, then. Lincoln handed her back Mr. Coconuts. Luann. Great. Glad to see you again, Mr. Coconuts, as Mr. Coconuts. Don't you give me that horseradish. You are never to abandon me again with Lincoln. His room smells like old socks. We all laugh at this. 
Then Lincoln realized what Mr. Coconuts just said. Lincoln. Hey! Me. Sorry, Lincoln. It's good to have Luann back, and her jokes will always make us laugh. To Luann. Hey, Luann. Why are tree huggers bad at playing cards? Luann. I don't know, JD. Me. They like to avoid the flush. But um, and everyone laughs. Luann laughs. Good one, JD. Lincoln laughs. That was a good one. Laney. It's great that the family is back together. That night, they all got together in the dining room and had pizza for dinner. Then Lincoln got everyone's attention. Lincoln. Everyone, let me just say I'm happy to have you all back, and I'm sorry for causing all this crazy stuff to happen. I was so scared of Lisa getting mad that I tried to hide it, and the situation got worse and worse as time went on. If I could go back and tell Lisa the truth about what happened to her experiment, I could if it meant keeping my family together. Sisters. Aww. Lori, we forgive you, Lincoln. Me. Fear has a really nasty way of causing people to do really strange things. Laney. Yeah, Luna. Plus, it wasn't all that bad in the end. Even if I'm not with Mick Swagger anymore, I got noticed by the public, and my iTube channel is beget is getting popular. I'll just keep making songs on there and become a bigger star that way. Me. Good for you, Luna. Besides, you were rocking today. Makes the rock on hand sign. Lynn. I know I'll get back to my sports eventually. Lenny. And I'm not stupid. Oh, and I'm rich. Lynn. Lola, I'm so sorry I kicked my soccer ball right into your face. Lola, it's okay, Lynn. Threatening. But don't ever do it again, or I'll make sure you never play sports again. Mana. Hopefully when I'm done with the roof, we can put all that bad stuff behind us. Me. Yeah. Lainey. And now I have these awesome superpowers, and who knows what else I can do. Me. Chemical accidents are one of the most prominent causes of people getting superpowers in the comic books. Laney, that's interesting. Lincoln, yeah, so everything is fine for you all? They nod. That's good to hear. Then a black bat flew down next to Lincoln and suddenly turned into Lucy. Lucy, you forgot me! Everyone me screams and jump and tear as a pipe organ plays. Lincoln, oh right, Lucy is still a vampire. Me, yeah. Lori, seriously? Lucy, yes, thanks to Lana's vampire bat biting me. Luann, that actually worked? Me. I was shocked myself. Lola. Ew, that is really creepy. After today's events, nothing surprises me anymore. Lincoln. So how's it going for you, Lucy? God. Fucking. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that'll be a fun blooper. Lucy. Awesome. Even better now that you guys are back. Me. So how does it feel to be a vampire, Lucy? Lucy, it is awesome. Lynn, no offense, Lucy, but how do you know? How do we know you won't try to suck our blood while we sleep? Laney, that's what worries me. Lucy, you don't need to worry, for I would never do that to my own loving family. Also, I heard it's a bad idea to drink blood of relatives as they become mindless ghouls or something. I'll find outlets for my need for blood. Of course, it is going to be awkward to explain to our parents when they come home. Me. Also, Lucy, we'll find a way to help you avoid getting burned in the sunlight, and we'll minimize the garlic intake around you. Lucy. Thank you, JD. Lincoln put an arm around Lucy's shoulder. Lincoln. Don't worry, Lucy. We got your back. Me. Yeah. Lucy. Smiles. Thanks, guys. Me. Also, Lucy, I'm gonna stop by at a local blood bank from time to time and get some fresh blood for you. Lucy. Thank you, JD. Lincoln. I can't believe that 
all this happened? Me. Yeah. Have you all ever heard of something called the butterfly effect? Everyone but Lisa was shaking their heads. Me. The butterfly effect is a name for the chaos theory. When a butterfly flaps its wings over in China, a tornado will destroy part of Kansas. Lisa. Exactly. The butterfly effect is a dangerous thing. It can spell disaster for a part of the world. Laney. That's what happened today. We experienced the butterfly effect. Lincoln. And my hiding of the truth is what almost caused my whole family to nearly fall apart. Me. But yeah, but maybe we all learned a lesson from this. So me, Lincoln, and the sisters enjoyed pizza that night. Charles sat there in the doorway to the living room and nodded his head happy that things worked out. The end. Another fanfiction complete. This, this is the author's note. I wanted to do this one for a while, but I didn't know how to set it up. The butterfly effect was a very strange episode. I found it to be an interesting one, and it was freaky and cool. King Hammer having Lainey getting superpowers because of Lisa's chemicals was awesome. Also, Thomper fan loves this episode more than any other episode. I did this to show my support to him. Also, I'm sorry I didn't show Lainey's powers to everyone earlier. It was a huge secret and more. Lainey will have more than just plant powers now, and it's going to be awesome. But let me know what you all think. I'm still working on my Planets vs. Evil series, but I'm going to take a break from that for a while. Whew. Alright, so let me go over my thoughts for this episode. I apologize for my monologues and stuttering as per usual. I hope the interjections weren't too bad. I know it can be very difficult and dry to listen to, like, my voice for, what is it, now 40 minutes on end? <laughs> Anyways, um, what was it? I can't believe I've forgotten now. I don't know why I do these on dry runs. Um... Apple Juice Car, My Little Mercy's Effects. Oh yeah, I was thinking about that one comic um, with the flying squirrel where the guy falls into the vat of Fabuloso, I think it was. Maybe that's just the toilet cleaner at my work. Anyways, I won't keep you on this tangent for that long, so let's go to my new credit sequence. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode of The Long Haul, drop a follow so you can stay up to date with the, all of the new content we release. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr at The Long Haul Pod, all lowercase, one word. Since this podcast is motivated entirely by me, an ADHD dude, my motivation really relies on your support, and it would be super cool if, I can't believe I get to actually say the line, you'd rate and review us on iTunes. It sure helps out a bunch. I'd like to thank all of the homies for encouraging my idiocy, audacity for the auto recording, and my wonderful Richie Rich School District for supplying my shitty computer. The Long Haul Podcast was created and voiced by me, Michael. This podcast is not associated with or endorsed by Nickelodeon, and the fanfiction The Loud House Revamped is written and published by fanfiction user James Dean 5842 I'm sure that you've all seen the cover art by now. Huge thanks to my friend Martin, or at underscore ceaseless underscore watcher on Instagram. Unfortunately, today's time has come to an end, which means that I must bid you all adieu. Have an enchanted evening, lovely listeners, and stay tuned. Now, let's all say it together. Three, two, one. Thank you, JD.